This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on the show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every week, and we delve into the world of sports psychology, your mind, your attitude, your focus, sportsmanship, parents, coaches, officials, pressure, stress, winning, losing. What's it all about? You know, the mental side of sports, in the end, determines so many different things, and if you've listened to the show, you know I've been here for 31 years on the air, been in practice. I'm in my 41st year. And the mental side of sports has has exploded in the last couple of years in, in terms of recognition, in terms of acknowledgement, in terms of importance. I know that many people throughout the years have told me, Oh, come on, Doc. You, you, you don't need to talk to people. Just make them go out and play. Just let them go play. Right. Well, go play. Go have fun. That's what you sports to be about. And that teaches you how to win and lose, succeed and fail, deal with people, deal with teammates, deal with pressure. And all those things are psychological in a sense. You know, years ago when I started working, I interviewed in the Kansas City area for the local colleges, UMKC, Rockhurst, Avalon, William Jewell, and one of the athletic directors, this is in September of 1981, at one of those schools told me, I don't believe in hocus pocus and witchcraft, that's what you do. Well, obviously things have changed since then. And throughout my years of work, I've worked with so many young athletes, older athletes, but if I, I do spend a lot of time, the majority of athletes are younger, high school and college age, and as well as professional. And one of the things that's concerned me in my work has been the number of young people that come into my office who are injured or have serious injuries or trying to recover from serious injuries. And I've noticed as of late, I'm getting more and more Teenage athletes coming in with shoulder injuries, knee injuries, ankle injuries, elbow injuries. Sports specialization may not be a term a lot of people know about, but doctors who treat young athletes are very familiar with it, and it's specializing in, in, in one sport. And the data that's come out lately has shown that it can be detrimental both physically and emotionally to young athletes under 18. 
I've done a lot of research on this, and, and one orthopedic surgeon, Christopher Jones, who works for the Lakers in L.A. And, and UCLA, says now we've got studies to show that the chance of serious musculoskeletal injury from repetitive microtrauma is increased at a time when, due to normal adolescent growth, the body may be particularly vulnerable due to sports specialization. There's a clear correlation in the literature between training volume use and intensity, resulting in injuries. Sports specialization is intensive year-round training in a single sport. And what's happening, it's, this trend is developing. Children are focusing on the improvement of specific skills, such as pitching or flexibility and balance in gymnastics. And a lot of the focus on injuries and their relationship with sports specialization has occurred with Little League and high school baseball just because the number of ulnar collateral ligaments, UCL, reconstructions are starting to, to increase dramatically. And we're seeing, and I'm seeing, in terms of the young athletes coming to my office, more and more injuries at younger and younger ages from overuse. So what's this overuse about? Why do young athletes overuse themselves? Repetitive motion, train year-round. Because the pressures now exist on younger and younger athletes to specialize in something, to get a chance at a scholarship, to get a chance to play it. Well, let's go back to this. Forget college for a minute. Just be able to play in your sports team, on your kids' team. Well, if you specialize, you'll get a chance to start and play more. And then you get to play on an elite-level team at 9 and 10. Why do we need elite-level teams at 9 and 10? I'd like to, to ask you, if you're listening right now, you're a parent, you're a coach, why do we need to have traveling teams, elite-level teams at ages 9 and 10? Love to hear from you. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Why do we need to be training year-round in one sport? Is that necessary? The pressure is now to, to be able to play competitively on a team and a traveling team at 12 and 13, and to be able to play in high school, almost demand that. A few weeks ago, I gave a speech down in Eldon, Missouri, just north of the Lake of the Ozarks, to the coaches down there, and, and we brought this up. And there's pressure. The coaches brought up a very interesting fact. There's pressure on kids now to specialize in one sport, but also to play multiple sports at the same time. And the football coaches down there were talking about, well, we've got football practice, but they also have to go to baseball practice. And some of them work, and some of them have basketball clinics. And so they can't always come to football practice, and, and that's not good because we need them to learn the, their position and their skills. But they also have to work, and they also have to go to basketball practice, and some have baseball practice, and some have all three. So the demands to play multiple sports at the same time, the demands to specialize in one sport all the time are getting stronger and stronger. So I'd like to find out from you, if you are a parent, are you feeling pressure now to have your child play a sport year-round, play it all the time, and then at the same time play multiple sports at the same time? Because if they don't, well, they're not going to advance. They're not going to be able to play. They're not going to get on the high school team. Or 
limit that chance of a scholarship. Our phone number here is 913-388-1010. Are you finding that your son or daughter may be developing overuse injuries from playing one sport year-round? Are you do, do your kids play a sport year-round? Do they take a break? In the last few weeks, I've had two athletes in my office. One's a young lady, high school basketball player, started as a freshman. But she told me, she said, Dr. Jacobs, I'm just tired of it. I've been playing since I was six, and I don't love it anymore. I'm tired of it. I said, why are you tired? Well, we figured out in the last two years, she basically hasn't had a break. She's gone from playing on her club team after high school ends straight through all the way through when high school starts again. and Or also middle school. She played on her middle school team. Then she's on her club team and goes straight through the year. So we suggested that she take a couple weeks off. Just take a break. I said, don't touch a basketball for two weeks. She came back in my office, and I have to tell you, she was smiling when she walked in. She said, thank you for telling me to do that. I sort of want to go back and play now, but I just need, I, I needed time off. And she had tournaments coming up in four different cities all over the country where she said, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to, go to those tournaments now, but then after that's done, I'm, I'm stopping for the summer. I just want some time off. I think we're putting too much pressure on kids to play sports year-round, specialize in a sport with the idea of playing in high school or college. Love to hear from you. 913 is our number. If you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're a parent, give me a call and let's. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, so if you want to encourage someone to listen to it, go to my website, winnersunlimited.com, and click on the podcast tab or any of the other podcast apps all over the place and today i'm talking about youth sports sports specialization do we put too much pressure on kids to specialize in a sport and result in burnout and injuries and things like that and the research that's out there has found that kids who specialize in a chosen sport tend to engage in higher levels of vigorous exercise than their peers and may more like, be likely to sustain serious injuries like stress fractures, tendonitis, ACL tears. This was drawn from a study of over 10,000 kids throughout the United States and suggests the volume of vigorous activity is a strong predictor of injuries, both boys and girls. In other words, those who engage in the most hours of intense activity were likely to be injured. You know, it's great to be playing sports. It's great to be out there doing it. But where's the point where you overdo it? Are we sending out pressures on kids today to play a sport, one sport year-round with the idea that they will end up getting to play in high school? You know, it's interesting. Ten years ago, I didn't feel this issue was going on. But today, more so than before, I'm seeing it more and more in my practice where kids are feeling by the time they're 10 or 11 they just have to play one sport 10 or 11 I'm like that's ridiculous why not play several things but they're feeling in the and what I hear is if I don't just special at work on this sport I'm not going to get to play in high school nor will I even have a chance to, put, to get a scholarship 
So I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent, you have a son or daughter that's specializing in a sport. Is that good or bad? I mean, there are obviously benefits to it, but there are obviously negatives to it as well. Years ago when I worked at the University of Kansas, Larry Brown, the head coach, told me something that stuck with me forever. Back in 1983. Every young kid should play a team sport and an individual sport. They should play a team sport so they learn about sharing, getting along with teammates, things like that. They need to learn an individual sport to learn about building their self-confidence. And I think it's important that kids play both to get that opportunity. You know, confidence is the bottom line of everything here when it comes to playing sports. If your confidence level isn't high, you're in trouble. All right, our phone number is 913 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to hear from a parent who's had a son or daughter who's gotten injured from playing maybe one sport repetitively. If you're a coach, do you feel kids should, what age should kids start specializing? What age do you feel they should just start playing that one sport? You know, the research is saying what I've seen, 13, 14 is sort of the age, the time frame, when if you really want to get good at something, that's the time to really specialize in it. Up to that point, it's good to play several sports individual and team sports, you know, get involved in different activities, learn about different things. But the pressures today to play one sport earlier and earlier on are resulting in more and more physical injuries and also burnout. You know, I'm seeing a lot of kids tell me by the time they're 10 and 11, they want to quit because they've been playing since they were four or five. And I think, you know, why why specialize in one sport when you're seven or eight? Play a bunch... Now, I'm 67 years old. When I grew up, we just played. You know, there weren't a lot of organized things like this going on. I know we go up to the grade school and play baseball after, you know, in the summertime, play football, play basketball. And in my driveway, I had to wrap around, wrap around the driveway. When's the last time you went by a grade school, an elementary school, or a park and saw a group of kids out there playing without parental supervision or being coached? You know, you don't see that anymore. Now, there are obviously safety issues with all the, the wacko people out there trying to kidnap kids. But when do you see a group of kids just going out, riding their bikes up to the school in the summertime with their bats and, and, and balls and gloves and just going out and playing? You don't see it anymore because everything's got to be specialized. Everything's got to be structured. Everything's got to be organized. I think, you know, the idea of playing, playing a sport to just go play isn't there as much as it used to be because it's it's about learning skills, about getting better. I'd love to hear from 913-3810-810. And I see this as, as, as a problem because a lot of kids are getting burned out. They're losing interest. It's not fun anymore. There's that word fun. Shouldn't youth sports be fun? Do you think we put too much pressure on kids now to have to play and specialize because they're not going to get to play in high school. They won't get to play in middle school. I'm getting that. And then we're getting all these kids with injuries. And I think it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem. Now, what do we do to change it? That's a hard question to answer because I don't know. I don't know what the answer to change it is because the pressure is out there now. But I think it comes down to you as a parent with your kids deciding when are we going to put a, put a limit on things? When are they not going to go to practice? When are we going to say that's enough? All right, 913 is our number. Let's go to J-Rock. Good morning. How are you? Are you there? J-Rock, are you there? Yeah, 
you hear me? Yes, sir. Go, me okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm glad you guys are talking about this, man. This is a very, very interesting listen, man. Uh, and just um, uh, just a quick point, man. That's amazing that you would say, where, when do you see the kids go up to the grade school with the bats and gloves, man, and just, and just get it in without uh, supervision, man? You know, I'm, I'm 52, man, and that's how we grew up. You know, uh, you know 11, 12 years old, we used to get our bikes get our bats and gloves, man, and uh and just go ahead and get it in, man. Get some get some good baseball in, man. But uh but uh but I really what I really wanted to say is my my niece grew up like that, man. She was uh actually she was a uh, softball player at Stanford University, man, for four years, man. She was very good. And uh my brother was her dad. Um they 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 brung her up, man, uh traveling. Um it was just amazing just the type of traveling that they would do with her softball, uh, you know, her softball issues, man. And uh, and she suffered a, uh, quite a few injuries, uh, too, you know, doing that, man. But I just that, that's all I got, man. I'm just glad you guys are talking about this, man. And uh, and I'll just continue to listen. Well, hold, hold on one sec. Hold on one second. Did your, okay. did your niece regret doing that, or was she glad she did it? No, she, she, no, she, she did not regret it, man. She, she's glad. Yeah, she's. She's really great. Leah Nelson, man, if you just wanted to Google her, man. But anyway, but, yeah, she's, uh, she never regretted, man, doing that, man. I think she had a couple of hamstring pulls and stuff like that, man. But uh, she said she wouldn't, she wouldn't take that back, man, for the world, man. She loved, she loved the game of softball, man. And, um, so, she, know, yeah, so, she, so she survived youth sports. Yeah. I mean, right. anyone today right. that gets to college and plays sports is a survivor of youth sports. That's how I look at it. And, and it, yeah, isn't all, it isn't all bad. It isn't all bad, but unfortunately, for too many people, the pressure to have to play one sport year round, I think, I takes a, takes away from stuff. All right, listen, sir. Exactly. Thank you for your call. I very much appreciate, it, and you have a good day. Oh, you know, no doubt. You too. Bye. All right, Chuck. Hold on. We're going to take you after our break. Here, we're going to come back. Our number is nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm talking about this. Are we putting too much pressure on kids to specialize in sports at young ages? Are we not giving them the opportunity to play several sports and to have fun? Like I just said with with J-Rock there, when's the last time you drove by a park, a school, and saw a group of kids out there just playing, not practicing, not having parents instruct them, but just playing? You know, when do they go up and play a game of 500 on their own? You don't see it anymore. And I think because everything's got to be structured and organized. We've lost, I think we've given kids we've excuse me we've taken the opportunity away from them to just create and go out there and do their own thing i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs love to hear from you our number is 913-381010 hello again everyone i am sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs this is the sports psychology hour from our flagship station sports radio 810 whb in kansas city hope you're enjoying the show today i'm talking about youth sports Sports specialization, do we put too much pressure on kids to play one sport year-round, not playing enough sports? And the result of that for many is sports injuries, and a lot of kids have to quit playing by the time they're 12, 13. I've got a number of youth sport athletes in my office right now who have got all kinds of injuries, about a dozen of them with different injuries, basically from overuse, and, and, and some are 13 years old. Love to hear from you. 913 is our number. Let's go to Chuck, who's been waiting patiently over the break. Chuck, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Doc. How are you? Great. Thanks for calling in. So, if I remember correctly, you, before the break, you had just said something about um, your, your feeling about the last decade. 
decade. Um, it really started seeing the specialization effect. Am I correct in that? Yes. Yes, sir. Um, so more, me, more. I, excuse me. More, more so than ever before. I'm seeing it, oh, it, it more of a de- more of a demand. Yeah, I go. Started, started it really more you know, 20, 25 years ago. Um, I started coaching t-ball when I was 16 because my high school coach just was a guy that we would always joke that he would he would forget more about baseball than people would ever know. Like there were just so many little intricate details that he gave us in just the two years we had him when he came back to our school. Um, so I, I coach at a junior college now, so of course the specialization he is, yeah, I, I, I need that kid specializing, but at the same time, we just I just shared a kid with basketball. Basketball, had a kid came from their full ride to my softball program last year, and my kid that went to them is going to go back again this year and, and do basketball. Their full ride kid flat out told us that they could be like, I'm exhausted. Uh, just like I, I didn't realize how much time um, she, she's partying away from us. And, and, and it's fine. She's a great kid. No ill will there. And, and her focus is basketball. But even the assistant coach who's in line to take over, we're actually discussing three different kids to split scholarship for next year uh, so, so to try to, number one, Help most of us with bodies. It's an incredible, incredibly athletic young women. Um, but you really are. I mean, there's, I don't know if you're familiar with Paul Reddick. No. So Paul Paul run, ran Yogi Bear's camp. Uh, been been involved with baseball for for decades, and he's the guy that does the nine, did the ninety mile an hour club. Now it's the ninety five. So he's trying to teach kids how to maximize their ability. Um, by doing it the right way, doing it with biomechanics and the natural way, not you know, like he won't hawk a product for the sake of hawking a product. If it's not something that they believe in is going to help, then they're not going to put it out there. They're not going to help promote it. And he's constantly got his full new uh, webinars and YouTube videos and been talking about the exact same thing with where you're seeing it at the at the youth baseball level by 12 you got kids that are quitting baseball because they're not they haven't progressed enough to make that elite team and so they no longer love the game right yeah and, and the and the and, Chuck, and and the fun's gone it's not fun anymore it's it's i got to go to practice i have to go to the, the the cages i have to do this where you know to me and this is just me speaking, and people may disagree, but I, I think kids should play multiple sports growing up. I think yep. you shouldn't play one sport year-round. You should play, you know, during the season, take a break. Where we're seeing physical, all these physical injuries. Like I said, I've got all these athletes in my office now, high school teenage kids, who have all these injuries because they, they've been playing for eight, nine years just that one sport. And they, they, they feel... I've got to train year round in this, or I'm not going to make. I won't play on my summer team, and and I won't be. I won't even make the high school team. And I just think it's ridiculous to put this pressure on these kids. And the fun's gone, and there, a lot so many of them are getting hurt. And the research is proving it. Yeah, I I've taught at one and two A schools, uh, a couple three and four A in Illinois, and even in those even in the larger 
on one of the champagne schools. You have, you know, football, baseball, football, basketball, football, basketball, baseball. You could be able to even those larger schools. But the smaller schools, <clears throat> man, we, you rely on, on those multiple sport athletes at the high school level and even the junior high level to sometimes field a dang team. Right, well, that's what I was mentioning. I, I spoke down in Elder, Missouri a couple weeks ago, and the coaches there, they've got kids playing several. You know, they've got, Their concern is they've got kids going to three practices a day in different sports, so they're they're getting burned out by doing too many things. Well, and, there, and there's nothing wrong with that other than the fact that my guess would be that those coaches are talking about kids who are getting highly specialized training to try to become elite rather than just playing three sports. Like, that's like the gentleman before me, I heard him over, on the, over the radio, same age. Like, we all, you know, we'd all go play basketball. We'd all go play football in the backyard. We'd all go play baseball in the backyard. We did all those sports at the same time, but we were just going and playing. And the kids that you're getting, and these guys I'm, I'm assuming that they would be talking about, or I presume that they're talking about, is that they're just playing these three sports. They're, like you said, they're highly focused practice sports rather than just summer rec. Exactly, exactly. And the, and the thing is, and I'm going to let you go, Chuck, I'll get somebody else on the line here, but I appreciate what you're saying. And, and here's the key thing. I think it comes down to parents and kids deciding, you know, what's too much, what's enough, and, and where is the fun and the play gone? You know, it's supposed right. to be about having fun and playing. I think when you get to 13, 14, that's when you can start to specialize. Before that, though, play a bunch of things. Don't start specializing at 8 because you're going to you, – you get burned out by the time you're 12. Agreed? Agreed. And, well, and, I, and I'm still, I still want, even at the college level, I don't want a kid who's only been a softball player for her high school career. You know, and, and part of that is that today I mean, we give these kids blue ribbons today for showing up. You know, they get the trophy for showing up. Well, what about the kid who isn't good at volleyball, but especially even at a small school, they need her to be the sixth or seventh person. Maybe that person, you know, be it volleyball, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, now they also learn how to overcome adversity and failure where they may be a superstar in their school at one sport, and they don't not, but they come out of that sport, they don't know how to handle adversity when they get to the college level because they haven't been challenged the way they could be if they were in another sport where they had to work maybe just a little bit harder to be better and even still aren't going to be good because that's just not their niche. Well, Chuck, I'm going to let you go here, but I want to say this. Anybody who's coached by you is learning a lot of good things, sir. You, you've got it together. I appreciate your call. I appreciate that. Thank Thanks, you so Dr. much, sir. Okay, take care. All right, let's go next to Steve. Steve, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how are you? Oh, good morning. I'm enjoying your conversation. I'm agreeing an awful lot with everything that you're saying. Uh, I'm 64 years old, and my kids aren't kids anymore. Obviously, they're 32, 29, 26. And I coach numerous teams, soccer and softball. As far as kids just going out and playing anymore, it's a different world than when we were kids, right? I mean, I hated teaching my kids paranoia when they were when they were young, you know? I want them to be able to just get on their bikes and go out. But with all the sick stuff that's going on in this world, you know, you don't, you can't do it. You have to be so careful. I think that's one of the reasons we're not seeing kids going out and play a lot. I agree 100%. You're right. 
And, and the other side of that coin is parents push their kids so hard, some of them, to play a sport, and it's absolutely nuts. I mean, I remember when this was 25 years or so ago, and my son was, oh, I don't know, sixth grade, fifth grade, and I had one of the parents running out on the field yelling F-bombs at the top of his lungs at the referee. And, I'm, and I ran out, and I said, are you kidding me? Get out of here. And then a parent would come up, why did John only play a half this, this week? And I said, because he played three quarters last week. Anything else? So, you know, it's always on the parents. and You know, you don't want to push them too much, you know, to one direction. But you also you want to be a parent, and your job is to keep them safe. Steve, so I, want to continue this, I want to continue this conversation. We have to go to our break. So hold on here, and we're going to come back to you after our break, okay? Okay. Okay, hold on. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on Sports Radio 810 WHB. You know, whenever I hear that Start Me Up song, I'm ready for the football season to start. I cannot wait to go back to Arrowhead. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm talking about youth sports. Are we forcing kids to play one sport too early, too long, and burning them out the time they're 12, 13? Let's go back to the phones, talk to Steve. Steve, go ahead. Sorry, we had to go to our break there while we are talking. Oh, it's all good. Uh, I think it would be important, in my opinion, for a parent to, yeah, let his kid or her, his or her child play as many sports as they want. Let them play a lot. Turn them on to it at a young age if you want, but let them decide what they like the best. What they don't, you don't have to push them into something. And, I mean, I used to teach lessons, not sports lessons, but I've taught a lot of kids. And, and parents, so many times I've heard, oh, they're not practicing enough. What should I do? And if, if they're already into high school or seventh or eighth grade, I said, let them enjoy it. Because if they're not practicing it a whole ton right now, that means they don't truly love it. If they really like to do something, they're going to do it because they want to do it. So, you know, turn them on to all kinds of different things, but just try not to be so strong-armed and push them into one direction. When my oldest son, Jonathan, who just got married a month ago, was, he's 32 now, when he was starting kindergarten, and I've shared this story before on the air, the day before school started, I got a phone call from a guy who was starting a kindergarten soccer team. He got yeah. people's names and phone numbers off the door at the school. And because back then they, you could do that anyway, um, you know, he called me, said, we're going to start a, a kindergarten soccer team. Want to know if you want to sign your son up for it. And I said, you know, I appreciate it. But no, he's not. He's not really into soccer right now. He likes to We just play wiffle ball and stuff like that. And he he said to me, well, sir, you obviously don't know much about sports and your son's going to fall behind everybody else who doesn't sign up. And I said, well, you don't know what I do for a living. I do know about sports and he won't be playing on your team. Thank you. And goodbye. Okay. Right. They're, they're, you know, before the day before kindergarten, a guy wants to start specializing. Them. I, I think we, you know, and you made a good point. It's not safe. You know, the safety issue is a big issue now. But if you get a group of kids going out and playing, just playing. I think yeah. it's gonna, oh. it will give them an opportunity to have fun and, and love the sport more than going to organized practices, being forced to do certain, you know, drill this, drill that. I mean, not that that's bad, but. It's not for everybody. And I'm like, I, I started the show off, Steve, by this. I, I'm getting more and more young athletes, teenage athletes in my office with serious injuries ACL tears, uh, UCL issues, labrum issues. And why? Because by the time they're thir- 14, 15, 16, their bodies are wearing out because they've been doing this for so long. And that's just yeah. what they've been doing. Why? Well, you've got if you want to play college basketball, you've got to practice, practice, practice every day. 
starting at 8. Okay? Right. Well, to me, that's great. Play basketball, play baseball, play tennis, swim, do several things. Like I said, Larry Brown, the great basketball coach, told me years ago when I was KU sports psychologist, I remember the conversation with him in his office. He said, Andy, right. I tell you, tell you, kids need to play team sports and individual sports because they learn different things. And he hit it right on the head. And that was no, back in 1983. Thing, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and another another thing that pops to my mind, too, is when they're that age, when they're, you know, six through, through high school, they're not developing. You're going to have them pitching an hour a day, two hours a day. Of course, by the you know by the you know two or three or four years later, they're already going to need surgery on their elbows for God's sake. Well, I'm seeing too many, and and, and let me tell you something else. Um, I've been the royal psychologist twice, and back from 2008 to 2011, when I was there, a number of our pitchers were pitching on on shreds. Their aren't their elbows were shot. Um, they yeah. all needed surgery. Why? Because they've been pitching, and pitching and pitching since they were kids. And, yeah. you know, here they are in their early 20s, and their arms were shot because that's all. Yeah. Now, granted, they're in the major leagues, but yeah. several of them told me I wished I hadn't done this as much as I did. I wish I'd done some other things. And I think the pressure, the pressures today are to push kids to specialize at younger and younger ages with the idea of if you do it, you're going to get to play. And now it's that you get to play in your high school team. More right. so than to get a college scholarship. If you don't start specializing in fourth or fifth grade, you won't get to play in high school. Crazy. Yeah. You know, and I got to run. I guess the, the only thing I'd say to all of you parents out there, you know, is, is chill out. I mean, yeah, you want to teach your kids perseverance and you want to teach them if you're going to do something, you need to follow it, you know, fairly, you know, f- fairly rigorously. But you got to have an eye on, you know, their kids. Just let them. Be patient with them and, and don't be a nut. Don't, you know, there's, that's one kid that was on our baseball team. Like his parent, his dad was behind the screen for every pitch in front of the entire stands and every and everybody there saying, bring the heat, bring the heat. Come on, that's it. Bring the heat. What age? And really loud. I mean, it was, how could that kid possibly be enjoying himself? What age his was this, Steve? Screaming it. He probably was in seventh grade. Yeah. Sixth, yeah. seventh, eighth grade, around there, and he was a very talented, big kid, and he was, you know, the strongest of everyone on the team and every any in the entire league. But he was burned out, and by the time he got in high school, he didn't want to play anymore. And well, he was the best high school. And that's and around. that's that's why these problems happen. Listen, sir, thank you for calling in. I appreciate. It. Thanks for listening today and sharing your thoughts. You have a great day. You Thanks. too. You know this issue. Okay, so we've had several callers here, and and, and here's what I'm picking up. First of all, sports is great. I, I love sports, and, and you should get your let your kids play as many different sports as they can when they're younger. Let them play. Okay, the, the, our book that I co-author with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone is called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Your Sports. It's not called Just Let Them Win. It's called Just Let Them Play. Why? Because if you go out and play and have fun, you're going to learn more than if you have to go out and win at seven and eight years of age. And the pressures now are getting stronger and stronger. You've got to specialize younger and younger. Well, the research is showing that injuries are improving, or excuse me, increasing dramatically with younger and younger kids because they're specializing in one thing. You need to have a round roundabout 
type of, of mentality if you're a child playing sports. Blake, you want to add to that? Yeah. The, the By the way, Blake, Blake's my producer, does a great job here, so thanks, ah, Thank you, Dr. Jacobs. Um, yeah, I, the injuries that I see the most or that I witness the most in my, hell, 21, 20 years of playing sports was elbow injuries from overuse, especially in the baseball region, kids trying to throw pitches that they aren't trained to throw. At a super young age. Well, they shouldn't be throwing fastballs till they're 12 or 13. That's the research has shown that. Well, that's gonna. I mean, that's going to be hard to – because what's a fastball? You know what I mean? I, I'm thinking more curveballs. Curveballs was always the one that hurt. That hurt. Uh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, curveballs. I was going to say sorry. fastballs. Sorry. Was sorry. Make I, I was wrong. I'm wrong. I, I'm correct. Yeah, curveballs. It's early. It's early still, Dr. James. No, it's, early. No, it's, it's, cur- it's curveballs. That correct. one, curveballs is the, is the worst one for your elbow just because of how much torque you have to put on it to get it to curve. The other one that I've seen the most, and um, a lot of people can talk about ACL injuries, if you're not a person who trains in sports and all of a sudden you start overtraining, that's when an injury can occur. The other thing is, is an ACL with a normal trained athlete or somebody who is, who is training, a lot of times um, it's it's half the time it's a freak incident, half the time it's overtraining. So the ACL is kind of a weird one. Um, well, but you, cut ankle, the, you can cut the wrong way. In your ACL yeah, goes of out, course. So. Exactly. You can, Hell, you could wake up and step down the stairs. And you're, I've, I mean, I've seen some weird ACL injuries. Um, but the, the other one, the major one that is, is the elbows and ankles. Most people. Well, it's the joint. You're talking about joints. Shoulders, yes. elbows, ankles, yes. knees. Ankles to me are the, the one that we try to get by with the most because we're like, oh, it's not super major. I can get through it. No, your ankle is supporting all of your weight. Just like you said, it's, it's your joints. You have to be able to take care of the things that you need to compete, which is your feet. Your feet are holding up your entire body. Your legs are holding up your entire body. So you have to, as an athlete, be cognizant of the fact that if my ankle is bothering me, I need to get it either rest or attention ASAP. Because if that's not gonna, if that's gonna be bothering me, I. And again, there is a difference between are you hurt or are you injured. You know, if it's just soreness and pain, you know. Put some ointment on it, take some Advil, do what you need to, get to your trainer if you have a trainer, or talk to your doctor if you have a doctor that you can talk to about it. Um, but if you are truly injured and your coach is telling you to push through it, you need to get that addressed ASAP. And don't let your coach pressure you into performing when you know, because you know your athlete knows your body better than anybody else. Well, the bottom line is this. Youth sports should be about having fun, learning fundamentals, enjoying the experience. It shouldn't be about the result. And if you can spend more time doing that, having fun, and just enjoying the experience, you're going to get more out of it, and you'll, you'll survive. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show today. I want to thank all our callers for calling in. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, especially on my website, winnersunlimited.com. I encourage people to listen to them. We're, we're growing our fan base, our audience, and love to have you send me some comments. If you have any, you can always reach me at my office, 816 816- Five six one five 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 six. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. Have a great week. Stay safe.